coming up. And grace where you're saying it. So you know that. That's, you should be proud about that. You should be proud that you are no longer on your way to hell. Hmm. Amen. You should be proud Amen. that you are no longer someone who sins, who practices regular sin against God. You should be proud that you are no longer an enemy of God. That should make you proud. Amen. Amen. And know that God does what is fair and right and good on the earth. For I find joy in these things, said the Lord. Amen. So there are some things that it's okay to be proud about. Hello. And thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert Scott of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Did you know the devil only has three weapons he uses against us? But don't be fooled. He may only have three weapons, but he has plenty of tricks. Join us for the message series, Propositions from the Devil, where Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn carefully walk through many of the traps from our very real enemy and the tools we possess to be victorious against him. Here is the third message in the series, The Word is the Greatest, Part 4. All right, we've been in the series, Propositions from the Devil, and we're going to continue that today. Hopefully you're able to download the message outline and you're all set. Um, either you're going to fill it in electronically or you printed it out and you got a pencil or pen that you're going to fill in. Either case, whatever makes you happy, I hope you're all set to go. Our uh, topic for today is the word that's capital W, capital O, capital R, capital D is the greatest. Mm -hmm. And so the word is in one of Jesus's titles. And so we're talking about him as being the greatest or being the goat the greatest of all time. And so we're going to move along in our message today. Amen. So to this point, we've discussed a bunch of critical points to set up this fight mm -hmm. between Jesus Christ and the devil himself. Now understand this was the devil himself. This wasn't one of his demons. This wasn't how he was using another human being to, to go to get Christ. It was the devil himself. And so understand that. And, and I just want to remind you of some of the points that we covered so far um, in part one and part two of this subtopic. Mm -hmm. um, the first is Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. Thus, I call this fight the thriller in the wilder, <laughs> wilder for threat for wilderness. And then the second thing is the devil came into this fight undefeated against, against humankind. Mm -hmm. He had whooped every other human being that had ever lived. Right. And third, uh, the only options the devil has to tempt us are the lust of the flesh, mm -hmm. the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Mm -hmm. That's all his, uh, his options. And then he, he, he we're going to see today, he gives a combination of those things at times. Mm -hmm. The fourth, Jesus fasted 40 days and nights yeah. in a hostile environment with wild animals, mm -hmm. during which time the enemy attacked him with temptation. And so, and then fifth, Jesus endured all of this without sinning. 
because he's the true greatest of all time. And the reason he came to earth was to destroy the works of the devil. And then lastly, number six, that I'm going to just refresh us. Jesus fought the devil with the same weapons we can use. Humble obedience, knowledge of God's word, being led by the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. and the assurance of God's love for us. Yeah. That's how he fought him. Mm -hmm. So now we are in the late rounds of the fight, if you will. <laughs> We're in the late rounds of the fight. Okay. It's, 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 that, it's that time when they say, let's get ready to rumble. Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> and now the devil, in these late rounds, the devil is trying to throw his knockout punch because mm -hmm. he knows he's losing. Mm -hmm. So he's trying to he's trying to he's trying to throw that haymaker to knock Jesus out. <laughs> Some combinations. Some huh? combinations. <laughs> In so doing, he starts to throw some combination punches, mm -hmm. starts to put some punches together mm -hmm. to try to knock Jesus out. So on your outline, write this down. In desperation, the devil will tempt you in multiple ways. Mm -hmm. In desperation, the devil will tempt you in multiple ways. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to encourage you and perhaps sharpen your, 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 your radar on the enemy attacks against you. Mm -hmm. So when you start seeing temptation or sensing temptation coming at you in multiple ways at multiple times, this should heighten your awareness a little bit and say, oh, this is demonic. There you go. Mm -hmm. And when you start, when it start coming at you crazy, <laughs> yeah. like multiple yeah. kind of ways, the yeah. temptations, mm -hmm. I want to tell y'all now, you should, it should tell you, oh, th this is demonic. This mm -hmm. is devilish. Yes. Or like I say, they ain't nothing but the devil. It ain't nothing but the <laughs> devil. And when you, if you switch your gears like that, it might, it might wake it, it might wake you up and make you drop to your knees, start to pray, yeah. start to read your word, to yeah. meditate, to recite scripture, mm -hmm. to do something because you have identified temptation coming at you in multiple ways and the devil's behind it. Yeah. So I, I want you to put that into your tool bag that mm -hmm. you raise up that, that radar, that sensor of yours, that spiritual sensor to pick up when temptation is attacking you from different kinds of ways and angles and all of that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. You need to be aware. Amen. And so this is what the devil did to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And the first he did, write this down. First, Satan tempted Jesus's, Jesus's pride and flesh. Mm -hmm. He tempted Jesus's pride and flesh. He's starting to put some combination punches together. Mm -hmm. He's starting to throw that setup punch so he can throw that, that his strong punch. Mm -hmm. And he tempted Jesus first. He tempted Jesus's pride and he tempted Jesus's flesh. Yeah. Look what it says here in Matthew 4, 3. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Mm -hmm. 
All right. If you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Yeah. All right. This this was a combination punch. Mm -hmm. let, let me explain why. He said, if you are the son of God. Right, right. Now, understand it, it, it sounds like he's questioning whether or not he's the son of God, but really he's not. He's really saying, since you are mm -hmm. right. the son of God, that would be a better way of it, of expressing it. Mm -hmm. That's really what he's saying. Since you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Yeah. Okay. So that, that, that comment of since you are the son of God, or if you are the son of God, it's an attack on Jesus's pride. Now, I'm going to explain to you very shortly here that there's some, there's a pride, pride in and of itself is not bad as long as it's properly placed. Okay. And we're going to talk more about that later. Um, so there are some good things to be proud of or proud about. We'll, we'll talk more about that later. But the devil was saying, I know you are the son of God. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm wondering how many of us are as sure that Jesus is the son of God as the devil is. Hmm. He, the devil was very sure. If he wasn't sure, he wouldn't have been there with him for 40 days and 40 nights right. tempting him. Right. He, he wouldn't have wasted his time yeah. doing all of that he did if he wasn't sure that Jesus was the son of God. Right. In fact, we already covered earlier in the series that God had already declared him when Jesus got baptized by John the Baptist, mm -hmm. he came up out of the water, uh, the Holy spirit descended on him like a dove. And then God spoke yes. and said, this yes. is my son. Right, right, right. Okay. Exactly. So it was clear yes. that this, and then that wasn't the only way that the devil knew, but he knew God had declared it that this was the son of God. He wasn't, had no doubts about it. I'm wondering how sure are you hmm. yeah. that Jesus is the son of God? Because if you're not, the devil will use that too. A absolutely. Mm -hmm. And if you're not sure, I want to invite you to get sure. Yeah. To pray to God to increase your, your unbelief. Pray to God to change your mind and to and then get into your word and so that you can get to the place where you are sure, confident that Jesus is the son of God. Amen. And it's not a bad place to be per se, because even John, the, even John the Baptist sent some of his disciples to go ask Jesus, are you the one or should we, we look for another? So even after John baptizing Jesus and all that he experienced and knew, he had some, he had to wanted to make sure too. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. sent his, his disciples to go ask him, mm -hmm. is he the one or should we look for another? Man. So I want to tell you today, if you're not sure, do something so that you can become sure. Mm -hmm. Talk to God about it. Because this will determine your eternity. Amen. And so the devil was sure that he was the son of God. So he says, since you are the son of God, mm -hmm. 
Meaning since you have status as the son of God. This is where the pride comes in, y'all. Because the pride of life is about that. It's, a, it's about the status, the prominence that, you, that the world can offer you. Mm -hmm. How people praise you and lift you up. Right. And the, the Satan was questioning, he wasn't questioning whether or not he was the son of God. What he wanted to do was question whether or not God really loved him. Hmm. So he was saying, since you are the son of God, why are you hungry? Right. Hmm. As you said, that's what he was saying. Hmm. If, if since you're the son of God, son of God shouldn't be hungry. Right. In fact, you got power. You got so much power. Why don't you just take that stone, turn that, tell that stone to become bread, and then you don't have to be hungry no more. Mm -hmm. That was the temptation. Yeah. That was the combination punch. Challenged his status mm -hmm. and then said, now you can deal with your physical um, fleshly desire yeah. through your power and status. That was the combination that he threw at Satan, that he threw at Jesus, mm -hmm. that Satan threw at Jesus. Mm -hmm. Tempted <laughs> him, right? Tempted him. Same way the devil does for us. And the same way he does, yes. Yeah, and so uh, Jesus responded to him properly. But now I want to talk about uh, uh, some good things to be proud about. Look what it says here in Jeremiah 9. 23 and 24. Uh, it says, the Lord says, let not a wise man speak with pride about his wisdom. Mm -hmm. it says, so if you wise, a wise man shouldn't speak with pride about what, about his wisdom, about what he knows. Let not a strong man speak with pride about his strength. So if you're strong, you should not speak with pride about your strength. Mm -hmm. And let not a rich man speak with pride about his riches. So if you're rich, you shouldn't speak with pride about your riches. Right. But look what it says in verse 24. But let him who speaks with pride speak about this. So there's some things that is okay to speak with pride about. He says, speak with pride about this, that he understands and knows me. This is the Lord talking. So the Lord is saying, this is what the Lord says. If you're going to speak with pride about something, speak with pride about how you know the Lord right, right. and how you understand the Lord, Right. how he understands and knows me that I am the Lord who shows loving kindness. You understand God's loving kindness because mm -hmm. you've experienced it, right? You've experienced his mercy. Mm -hmm. That means that you know you needed it. You were a sinner and God showed you mercy for your sin Amen. and grace for your sin. And so you know that that's, you should be proud about that. Mm -hmm. You should be proud that you are no longer on your way to hell. Amen. You should be proud Amen. that you are no longer someone who sins, who practices regular sin Amen. against God. You should be proud that you are no longer an enemy of God. That should make you proud. Amen. Amen. And know that God does what is fair and right and good on the earth. For I find joy in these things, said the Lord. Amen. So there are some things that it's okay to be proud about. Mm -hmm. 
Man, some things is not okay to be proud about. So that's what that passage is telling us. And so, uh, and, and I want to encourage you that if you are not sure, as I was saying earlier, that Christ is, mm -hmm. that Jesus Christ is the son of God, you need to seek God for it. And then I want to encourage you also to read the gospel of John because the gospel, because John said in his gospel, and when you read John 20, verse 30 and 31, it tells you, he says, I wrote this book so that you would believe. Right. Amen. So if you're having trouble and not sure that Jesus is the son of God, read the gospel of John mm -hmm. and then read it again mm -hmm. and study it in a different translation, perhaps, until you come to the place right. where you are now sure. Because mm -hmm. John said, that's what I wrote it for. I wrote it so that you'll believe that he is the Christ. And then you can be proud that you know that Jesus is the Christ. That's right. That God had mercy on you That's through right. his death, burial, and resurrection. Yes. Then you can be proud about that. That means more than the fact that you got a whole lot of money. Yeah, exactly. Are you rich, right? Yes. Are you strong? It means way more than that. Absolutely. <laughs> Amen. Absolutely. And so now Jesus, so, uh, the devil tempted Jesus. He threw this combination punch of uh, pride of life and lust of the flesh. Mm. And look how Jesus responded in Matthew 4, 4. Okay. Uh, Jesus answered, mm. it is written, it is written, the word. Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. That was Jesus's response. Yeah. And he said, it is written. And the passage of scripture he was referencing when he said that was Deuteronomy 8.3. And that says, yes, he humbled you by letting you go hungry and then feeding you with manna, a food previously unknown to you and your ancestors. He did it to teach you that people do not live by bread alone, rather, we live by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Amen. I love when the New Testament and the, the Old Testament clearly yes. agree. Yes. You don't have to read anything into it. There it is. There it is. And the, and the difference is in the, the times that it was written. Yes. You know, that really, really supports it, really yeah. confirms it. That's right. That's right, dear. And then, you know, Jesus said, said to us in John 4, 34, he showed us how, and he lived out this passage right here, that man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And Jesus says that right here in John 4, 34, mm -hmm. after Jesus was hungry, he was hungry again with his disciples. They came back with food, trying to tell him to eat. And Jesus says this, my food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and finish his work. That's right. So Jesus was saying, I'm going to do what my father told me to do when he sent me here, mm -hmm. his word, yeah. and I'm going to finish that work. And that's where my food comes from. Yeah, that's, that's where my sustenance comes from. Mm -hmm. Jesus lived it out. He lived it out. Mm -hmm. So that's how... Uh, Jesus dealt with that combination punch from the devil. 
Amen. Second, <laughs> Satan tempted Jesus's pride and pride. All right. So he threw he threw a punch and he threw it again. So it was like he threw a right hand and then another right um, at Jesus. He tempted his pride, tempted him by pride of life and then by pride of life again. Look what it says here in Matthew 4, 5 and 6. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. Okay, let's pause for a minute. Okay. Okay, so this raises the question, why did he take him to the holy city? Mm -hmm. Okay, why to the holy city and why to the temple? You know, the text doesn't clearly tell, tell us this, but we can see the holy city mm -hmm. and the temple is a place that would honor or recognize and acknowledge Christ with status, with prominence, because he goes on to say in verse six, if you are, the, or since you are the son of God, so you're the son of God, then the holy city and the temple is a place where you will get status, where you would, in which you will get respect and honor. Right. And then he said, throw yourself down, for it is written. Mm -hmm. So now let me pause again, because now uh, uh, Satan is saying, okay, I'm, I'm, we're here in the city and in the temple where, you're, where your status as son of God is well known or acknowledged. Yeah. And then he says, now throw yourself down, mm -hmm. jump off, risk your life. Um, and he gives him scriptural reasons to do it. So he's saying, since you are the son of God, you shouldn't be concerned about harming yourself or dying. In fact, the scripture says you ain't got to worry about it. Right, right. Look what he says. He says, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. So he said, the scripture even says, son of God, mm -hmm. that the angels ain't going to let nothing happen to you. Mm -hmm. They're going to catch you. So go ahead and jump. Since right. you are the son of God here at the temple in the holy city. So he threw a pride and another pride at him. Since you are the son of God. Uh, it, it was a double punch. Uh, and he says, you can prove your status by jumping off this highest peak of the temple. You can prove it because the angel's gonna catch you and then you can let everybody know and see that you are in fact, the son of God, all right? And so he, uh, the devil was referencing Psalms 91, 11 and 12, where it talks about how the angels would protect you. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. 
and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. But then once that thing happens and now they're really in it, all of a sudden, the grace that they need shows up. Right? Yeah. God releases the power. Yes. Releases the strength. Yes. Releases the wisdom and gets them through. Amen. Amen. I'm a witness to that. <laughs> right. And that's what this passage is saying. When you need it, yes. Yes. God will give you the grace. So yes. don't try to create scenarios so that you can test to see if he's going to do it. That's not the way God works. That's not putting faith in God. That's not really trusting God. Thank you for listening. 